Eli Manning is making a comeback this week, and he is going to throw three touchdowns. Peyton Manning? No, Eli Manning. Sir Eli Manning? But that night has not been relevant for many, many wars. This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. Playoffs? I didn't make those. Oh, no. I can't believe they let me on a podcast. When I say they, I mean myself. Well, I mean, I'm the only one here in the playoffs, right? No. Uh, actually. Oh, okay. Pablo. I mean, Sorry. Different. Pablo. I thought Pablo was asleep. That's right. Yeah. And welcome to the Fantasy Football Hey. Week 14, episode 9. Got a special guest here in studio, one of our buddies, Matthew Joseph Kaufhammer. You are also in the playoffs, sir, right? Surprisingly, yeah. I'm in the playoffs, and Alfredo, what happened to you? Um, well, I'm not in the playoffs. That's that's how that goes. It's been a very disappointing season. I mean, listen, I, I was actually, I used to be good at fantasy football, and now it's just, my advice is golden when I give it to other people, but... Apparently, I poop my pants when I go to set my own lineups. So, Matt, welcome into the show. Guys, we got a lot to talk about today. It is officially playoff time. Pablo, I know you're excited. You're looking to repeat in our league, aren't you? Yup. That's right. Yup. Yup, indeed. Denson, you are going for your first ever. You are the perennial second placer. I'm chilling on my bye week. Chilling on your bye week. For all of those of you that have a first round bye in the playoffs, congratulations. For those of you like me who aren't in the playoffs, sucks to suck. And for those of you guys fighting for your life this week, pay attention because we got a lot of great content for you. So today we're going to be talking about, once again, picking our shredders of the week, doing a little split decision, telling you who to start, who to sit, getting Prince Pablo to come out and give us his proclamations for week 14. Denton's going to give you his dope DFS plays. So, you know, if, if you're out of the playoffs in your league, maybe you can win some money playing fantasy elsewhere. The dudes. The dudes. And then lastly, we're going to ask the tank and go over your questions. But first, boys, let's throw it back to Thursday. Throwback to Thursday. It's a very breathy Thursday. Dallas Cowboys at the Chicago Bears. Bears win that one 31 to 24. But honestly, it was not as close as the score would indicate. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, not looking like trash Bisky, looking like great Bisky. Uh, I'm, I'm working the on a name fir- for him. The first there play, the first play of the game was kind of the trash Trubisky we're all expecting, and then just turned it around. Yeah, completely. I mean, looking. I mean, the Cowboys came out looking strong. They scored their touchdown. They had themselves an interception on the one yard line. You're thinking, okay, Cowboys are finally getting themselves back in on a roll. And just it all went downhill from there. Mitchell Trubisky finishes 244 passing yards, four total touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, one rushing on a very deceptively fast slow motion run. Uh, is that? Yeah, is that it, it looked like N64 2000 slow motion touchdown. <laughs> uh, Allen Robinson finishing five catches, 48 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, for me, the big takeaway from this for the Bears, Allen Robinson, if he hasn't been for you already, he's a must start. A must-start throughout the playoffs. I don't care who his quarterback is, who the matchup is. Two touchdowns, he consistently gets the targets. Allen Robinson is a guy that has to be in your lineup no matter what. On the other end of that, you had the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 334 yards, just a touchdown. 
for the NFL's passing leader. Just one touchdown. Um, a little disappointing for you if you had Dak in your lineup this week going up against the Bears. And then Ezekiel Elliott, 81 rushing yards, two touchdowns, just two receptions. So they, they kind of not take him out of the passing game as much as, as before, but he's, he's not getting the same volume that he had in the previous week. Now, that volume, some of it went to Amari Cooper. Six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. My big takeaway from this, guys, everyone on that Cowboys coaching staff is getting fired. Absolutely. I mean, and fantasy-wise, I mean, there, there's no way you can bench any Cowboys players. They're still going to put points. Um, it's just they're not winning games. Yep. Honorable no. mention to uh, to Michael Gallup. He had over 100 yards and uh, on my bench. Well, that, that actually <laughs> kind of leads me into my next question, was I was going to ask, is Michael Gallup a guy that you can be comfortable with it's it's hard to decide when he's going to perform. You don't know which Amari Cooper you're getting. Uh, but, I mean, he is the number two wide receiver for the NFL's passing leader. Is Michael Gallup a guy worth starting? I mean, depends on your matchup. Depends who you have on your bench. But uh, I guess we can ask the tank later. Ooh, that, that, that works. I like that. I like that. All right, guys, let's get to the injuries and updates. Taking a look at who right now, as of Saturday morning, is in Looking at Golden Tate, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, Austin Hooper, Marlon Mack, Dalvin Cook, David Njoku, and Matt Burita. Okay, once again, always go and check your lineups. Check the injury reports prior to starting the football games on Sunday. Okay, the guys that are also looking like they are out are T.Y. Hilton, Evan Ingram, Greg Olson, Adam Thielen, Gerald Everett, Damian Williams, A.J. Green. Obviously, I don't, once again, don't think he's going to play at all so this year. So sad. Uh, James Conner staying out and Juju Smith Schuster. Now the game time decisions we're looking at uh, just this is a big name here. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell has been the talk of the week, uh, especially up there in New York. Does he play? Does he not play? Guys, uh, bigger not maybe that bigger question because we we keep, we don't know if he's going to play or not, right? But if he's out, who is the running back that you're looking to maybe pick up for that instance? Is it Blyle Powell? Or Ty Montgomery. I mean, I'll give you an example. I have Le'Veon, and I'm in the playoffs this week. I already have Blau Powell ready to put into the What was bench. that? Did you call him Bob Powell? Blau Powell. Oh. <laughs> I, I have Powell ready to start in case Le'Veon Blah can Powell. go. Um, I'm hoping he plays, but I, 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 if you have him and you're in the playoffs, you got to have a backup. Yeah. I, Bob, I mean, if you're looking at these guys, is there one that you're more comfortable with than the other? Yeah, it's, it's Blau Powell. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from really much of anything from Ty Montgomery this year. If you're forced to pivot to a backup in that instance, you don't have anyone else, and a guy like Bilal Powell becomes your best option off the waivers last second, or you already have him on your team because you have a handcuff, it might be the way to go. But honestly, I'm not excited about any Jets running back. Uh, Le'Veon's been mediocre. At best, right? I mean, he hasn't been. He hasn't I completely been agree, but it is the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Le'Veon had his best uh, game of the year. Um, well, no, his best game of the year besides weeks one and two against the Dolphins. He had uh, 19 PPR fantasy points. Um, and you, uh, if he plays, he should have, and he gets, which we don't know, if he plays and he gets his usual workload, he's a must start. But given these circumstances, you know, we still don't know game time. Right. So the next guy that, that everyone else has been talking about here, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has been the other big name running back that, listen, he says he is going to play no matter what. The Vikings do not have him on their injury report now going into the week or the weekend. Excuse me. Now, Dalvin Cook, 
Are you comfortable playing him? This is a chest injury. It's not like it just goes away. Do you think he's going to be able to comfortably play through the pain? Or do you think that this is something that's going to affect him and maybe the Vikings have a plan to change his workload? I think it'll definitely affect him. I think you uh, you, you should temper your expectations. And uh, I, ha- I, I have him in, in, in a few leagues, and I'm not comfortable starting him over other you know more reliable running back options. Now, Mark, you were saying otherwise. I mean, for me, if I'm in the playoffs, I don't have Dalvin, but if I did, I'm playing him this week. He's... You know, he's been my go-to for the entire year. There's no way I'm benching a stud. I mean, and the reality is he was good to play as a Friday. And normally those game time decisions, those questionables on Sunday, those get kind of tough. But if he was clear by the doctors already, that makes me feel good. So let's let's play a little game here with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Mark, is there any, any running back? So let's start here. Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook, Mark? Dalvin. Dalvin. Okay. So for you, it's... A, that's it. Like Dalvin, if he's if he's active and ready to go, he's playing. Yeah, unless I'm unless I have a top three running backs like Nick Chubb or Fournette or anyone else like that that yeah, I can if play you over. Have all those guys yeah. in the same roster, you're, you're then, in good shape. Then that's different. But I'm playing Dalvin just about no matter what. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. We've got a comment from our visitor here. Matt, what's going on? Speaking of Aaron Jones, the last two games, he hasn't gotten over forty yards on the ground. So how can you trust him when Dalvin Cook has gone off all year? Well, I think, I think the big thing to think about here is not necessarily the performance of either player, but it's the health. Are they going to manage his workload a lot more than you think? I don't think so, because Alex Madison hasn't shown anything in backup duty. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Uh, I respectfully disagree. Alex Madison balls. He, uh, he's, he's been a great backup. He's been a guy. He's had his yards per carry is fine. You know, he scores in, in scoring opportunities. I think uh, Madison is a league winner, uh, especially, uh, you know, if Dalvin. A league winning you know, handcuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's, a, he's a guy who you've got to have if, you know, if you have Dalvin, obviously. So, okay, if you're looking at Dalvin, Pablo, let's play the game because you seem to be a little less comfortable with him. Dalvin Cook or Josh Jacobs? Ugh, I, I, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. That hurts you to say. I know it did. I know it did. <laughs> you yeah. set that up on purpose. I know it did because you hate Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Dalvin Cook or your boy Austin Eckler? I'd still play Austin Eckler. Dalvin Cook or James White? That's hard, but uh, I'm going with James White. Ooh. Dalvin Cook or Devontae Freeman? Wow. Uh, I'll take Dalvin Cook. There even we though, go. There even we though go. that's the line. That's really hard, though, because Devontae Freeman should have a good week, too. That's the line. The Freeman line. All right, guys, let's get into our Shredders of the Week. Shredders of the Week. <laughs> Shredder, bro! <laughs> All right, let's get into the Shredders of the Week. Uh, I'm going to start us off here. My Shredder of the Week is a guy that I am starting personally in my other league that I'm in, a, in, in the playoffs in that I actually made it, and it's quarterback Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Detroit Lions. Listen, Kirky has been surprisingly good. Right now, he is a top seven quarterback in fantasy for the season. Over his last, excuse me, since week seven, he's had a 14 to one touchdown to interception ratio. The guy has been playing well. He's been taking care of the ball. He's been throwing touchdowns. And his last game versus Detroit went off for 338 yards, four touchdowns. Say what you will about Dalvin Cook, the guy we were just discussing. He's not 100%. You don't go from having a chest injury one week to being 100% the next week. That's just not how it works. 
I'm not a doctor, but I can figure that out. If he's not 100%, they're going to have to do something with their offense. I think they go a little bit more through the passing game. Um, maybe try to get Dalvin out in space rather than punishing him through the tackles like that. Kirk Cousins, to me, awesome shredder. Love it, Fredo. Ready for mine? I guess. As Lil Wayne quoted one time, the go great. DJ. That's my DJ. <laughs> We're going DJ Moore versus the Atlanta Falcons. So check it. He has the most receiving yards in the league since week nine. At least eight targets per game. And the Falcons are not so great in the past. So they're 25th in the league. I'm going DJ. Let's go. Go DJ. That's my All DJ. Right. That's your DJ. I love the the Lil Wayne quote. That, that was for you. Yeah, that made my day. All right. So next up, my shredder of the week. He shredded it last week. He's going to shred it again. This is James White. James White is up against Kansas City this week. He's coming off of a great game. Kansas City is ranked last against the running back. So this is just the perfect matchup. Uh, the Patriots will have to throw to keep up with Mahomes. And obviously, Tom Brady loves passing to James White, as we just saw. Tom Brady, like he doesn't look like himself. Uh, he hasn't been looking like himself lately. Maybe it's just age. Maybe I don't he's know. hungry. Needs a Snickers. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Could be. Possibly. So Joke landed. <laughs> good job. So um, he's not. He's, the, he's a guy who's he's not the same guy. He's going to throw it to James White like he just did last week because he's I don't know what his deal is, but he just doesn't trust his receivers as much, I guess. So I, I could totally see James White doing this again. Um, he's out-touched Sony Michelle 22 to 10 last week. So I trust him. He's my shredder. All right, guys, those are our shredders of the week. Kirk Cousins, DJ Moore, James White. If you got them, get them into your lineups. Boys, it's time for a little split decision. To the winner by split decision. Kind of a split decision. To the winner by split decision. With the split decision. What are you waiting for? Just do it. All right, split decision is brought to you by Nine Round 30-Minute Kickbox Fitness. Listen, are you finding it harder and harder to get yourself into the gym and work out between work, family, friends, even even fantasy football? Listen, it's tough. It's tough to focus on your health and make that a priority, but that's where Nine Round comes in. They make it easy for you. Nine Round is a specialized fitness center for people who want a unique, fun, and proven workout developed by a world champion kickboxer that's going to guarantee you results in just 30 minutes at a time. So here's what you can expect. You show up at your own convenience whenever you'd like because there's no class times. When you get there, you're welcomed by a friendly qualified trainer who's going to show you the ropes. Every three minutes, you're going to move from one round to the next until you've completed all nine rounds. Once you've done that, you've finished a 30-minute full-body workout and you're on with your day. We know you have a busy schedule. It's tough to stay in shape. You're going to be burning massive amount of calories, boosting your stamina and endurance, relieving stress, and so much more. So listen, with over 750 open locations across the U.S., you can try 9Round for free, virtually, whenever and wherever you want. Try it by going to 9Round.com and scheduling a free workout at your nearest location and get stronger in 30. Boys, split decision time. Taking a look at the quarterbacks. Mark, you have got Ryan Tannehill at Oakland or Drew Brees versus the Niners. So on paper... It's crazy that I'm going to pick Tannehill over Drew Brees, a future Hall of Famer. But I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill. This is upsetting and Dolphin fans everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and my heart's still a little hurt about this one. But check this out. Ryan Tannehill has the most fantasy points in the last seven or six weeks and against Russell Wilson, 
Deshaun Watson, and Pat Mahomes. So you got Tannehill scoring more than those guys since week seven. That's nuts. Drew Brees hasn't been on a tear lately, and he has a pretty tough matchup against uh, San Fran. So I'm going Tanny. Tanny, Tanny. Hill over Brees. All right, Tanny Pablo. Hill. Take a look at your matchup here. You've got Kyler Murray versus Pittsburgh or Sam Darnold versus the Dolphins. Man, this this one this one's kind of tough. This one, you know, Kyler Murray, he's had a great year. He's uh pleasantly surprised everyone and he's he's a guy who most the most of the time you can trust. Sam Darnold has been the opposite. He's seen ghosts. He's been all over the place. So, you know, We're still running that joke, the ghost joke. I mean, he I like was seeing ghosts. I mean, I guess. Isn't it like yeah. seven weeks old? It. I don't think it's a joke. It actually happened. He said it himself, you know. But That's fair. He's a believer in the paranormal. All right. <laughs> I get it. But anyway, so Kyler, he's had seven total touchdowns last three games. That includes rushing touchdowns. And the same for Darnold. He's had two rushing touchdowns for a total of nine uh, in the last three weeks. So these guys are both, you know, producing. Uh, Kyler has, he had his worst performance last week. He uh, he only completed fifty five percent of his throws, and uh, yeah, he's he just did really bad. And Darnold also had a low, not so good week last week. Um, so so it's you two know. guys coming off poop performances. Yes, that you want to go. Who are you going with? The high ceiling guy or the typically the high floor guy in Kyler? Yeah. So the the decision here is really on the matchup. Darnold is playing the Dolphins. Kyler's mm-hmm. playing Pittsburgh. These, These are, are both accurate statements. Yeah, so you know you you have Pittsburgh, a hard a hard matchup, and then you've got the Dolphins, a very easy matchup. They the Dolphins they've allowed a, qu- a quarterback to score three touchdowns each of the last three weeks, and that's Carson Wentz, Baker, and Josh Allen. Mm. The Steelers they've been a great defense. So mm. because of the matchup, I'm going with Sam Darnold as uh, in that in this particular, yeah. Sam Darnold in this over particular Kyler. yeah love it <laughs> Sam Darnold over Kyler Murray for Pobs my matchup that I'm looking at here is Kirk Cousins versus the Detroit Lions which you probably already know where I'm going with this or Carson Wentz versus the Giants listen I picked Carson Wentz last week over Aaron Rodgers and and both the guys did great Rodgers was amazing but in this instance Carson Wentz versus Kirk Cousins listen these are both amazing matchups just like last week Carson's gonna do great against the Giants don't get me wrong I think there's something special about what Kirk Cousins is going to be able to do this week going up against the Lions. It is a divisional game. Uh, just Kirk Cousins not having Dalvin Cook at 100%, it's going to change the offensive game plan. Kirk has just been on fire as of late. I mean, yes, he threw his first interception in in multiple weeks in his last game. But listen, the Lions are just – when there's bad and then there's Lions bad. The Lions have allowed multiple passing touchdowns to every – single QB over the last eight weeks. The only one who couldn't get multiple touchdowns? Who? Your boy. Who? Dwayne Trashkins. Whose boy? Your boy. Definitely not my boy. boy. <laughs> that's your boy. So listen, unless you're Dwayne Haskins, you're having a great game against the Lions. And that's what I absolutely expect from Kirk Cousins going on this weekend. And he's your shredder. All right, let's take a look at the running backs. Mark, you've got Miles Sanders versus the New York Giants or Philip Lindsay at Houston. This is actually a very tough one. And th- this one took me a little bit to think about. You know, Miles Sanders had a really good game against Dolphins last week. No Jordan Howard this week again. Um, you know, he totaled over 100 yards, got a touchdown, looked really good. 
I like Phillip Lindsay a little bit more this week, mostly because the Texans are third worst against the running backs in the league and have allowed nearly 500 yards to running backs over the last three weeks. I got the trend. I like Philip Lindsay a little bit more on Miles Sanders this week. Yeah, I think I think I lean with you on that. Even though Royce Freeman's healthy, he's just I mean not healthy. He's a little limited. He hasn't been as involved in Philip with I, with that Broncos running game. I agree. Um, and there's just man, Philip Lindsay is talented going up against Texans. It's a good matchup for him, Pablo. You got Cream Hunt or Devin Singletary. So Cream Hunt going up against the Bengals or Devin Singletary versus Baltimore. I'm going with Cream. So Cream Give Hunt. Him the cream. Yep, Cream Hunt. He's a uh, he's every time he gets the ball, you're excited to see what he's going to do with it. Versus Devin Singletary, who's also good. It's just not the same. Kareem Hunt is amazing, and he's shown that. And despite the fact that Devin Singletary does also do decent, I would rather lean on Kareem Hunt in this one because he's playing the Bengals. They're 25th against the running back. They are going to get destroyed by the Browns. So just off of that alone, I would rather play Kareem Hunt. I understand Devin Singletary gets 18 touches or so a game, maybe 20, and Kareem will get 11, 12, give or take. But Kareem is going to do more with his touches, so I would much rather play Kareem over Singletary. He's absolutely exciting. Every t- You said it exact, exactly right. He's getting less touches than Singletary, but he's so exciting with those. Looking at, I mean, just the, when he gets the ball into open space, Kareem's got that ability to just take it 50 yards on a, on a swing pass for a touchdown. And that's something that I don't think that Singletary will have kind of that open space in the field this week going up against the Ravens. Now, for me, looking at the running back position, I've got Devontae Freeman versus Carolina or Sony Michelle versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Pablo, I know you picked James White as your shredder. Yep. Is there a reason that you hate Sony Michelle? I don't hate Sony Michelle, even though he sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I, I really do think Devontae is going to have a good game this week. He's going to have a, a bounce back game, and uh, I would much rather play him over Sony Michelle. Uh, Sony Michelle is going to be bouncing on his own offensive lineman. Uh, so, no. <laughs> so indeed, yeah. I think uh, I think Devontae Freeman. Listen, I, I gave him I gave him hell last week for that just the awful performance against the Saints. But listen, the Saints are a good run defense. The Carolina Panthers, on the other hand, not so great. They are second worst in the league against PPR running backs, and really that's what Devontae Freeman is. He's going to get the workload. You saw that the Falcons still commit to him. I don't know if it's bad coaching or if just that's what they what they want to do, um, but he had 21 touches against the Saints last week. You know that, And that was almost what was slowing down the game for him. You kind of noticed the Falcons' defense is not good enough to stop these teams that they're going against, even though it's Carolina, I uh, just think they have a commitment to Devontae Freeman. He's going to get the touches. The only thing with Devontae, guys, he has not scored a rushing touchdown since 2017. Whoa. Did not know that one. Wow. That should change. I mean, wow. He's getting vultured. Yes. I mean, not he has not. I mean, he listen. He had his health problems, right? Um, you know, he was in and out of the lineups. But wow, that's something that eventually it's got to break, right? Especially against one of the league's worst rushing defenses. And even if not, he still gets the, the the receiving work in the passing game. The Panthers have given up 242 yards and three touchdowns to just the Redskins running backs last week. A team that has not done well on the ground, not had a good offense. Devontae, I think, is in a prime spot to really shine this week. So I'm going to go with Devontae Freeman over Sony Michelle. 
Now, listen, this is the part of the show right here where we are going to ask you, please go follow the show, subscribe, rate us, share it with your friends. We are an independent podcast. This is how we continue to gain our following and we're able to maybe in the future give you some more episodes per week. So if you're on your phone right now, go over to Twitter or Instagram, follow us at the FF Tank. Once you follow us on social media, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast, whichever app you're using, Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any of those, follow, subscribe, rate, whatever you need to do. Okay, go share it with your league mates. Um, And you can always just enjoy the show. That's always a happy thing. We want our listeners to enjoy the show. Give us a review. Tell us how you what you want to hear. Do you want to hear something new? Do you want to ask us questions? Go ahead and do that. While you do that, we're going to jump into the wide receiver matchups for the week. Let's get another split decision here, Mark. Kenny Galladay or Devontae Parker? I think Galladay already had his holiday. So that, that was a big game last week. I don't know if David bleh, is going to go bleh. ahead and make it happen again. Um, yeah, they are playing Minnesota. They're not great in the past, but I just don't think he repeats this kind of game for Galladay to be relevant. Um, I'm going to go with the hot hand. Devontae Parker, the last few weeks, have been going crazy with the amount of targets from Fitzpatrick. Blow-up shredder game from Pablo last week as Pablo got nailed it. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah. We totally thought that yeah. you were going to get last in that, that shredder. Yeah, you proved me wrong, bud. Bit. Hey, sometimes you know. Sometimes you just know. <laughs> great uh, great insight. Sometimes you just know. And sometimes you just get really lucky. <laughs> that also happens and as well. I'll leave it off saying that Devontae Parker has been the fourth best PPR receiver since week six, so... Wow. Go with Devontae Parker. Wow. He used to be the fourth best receiver on the Dolphins. Now he's been the fourth best receiver. How the tides have turned. How the turntables have turned. Boom. Pablo, your matchup you're looking at here, Calvin Ridley or John Brown? Calvin Ridley's going up against the Carolina Panthers. John Brown going up against that vaunted Baltimore defense. Who you got? Yeah, this one's tough. John Brown, he's been amazing all season. He's been very reliable. So it's it was kind of t- tough for me to decide because Calvin Ridley, I, I really do expect him to ball. Julio's going to be in. Austin Hooper's going to be in. But I still expect him to ball. He's been a guy who's been steady the last three games. He's averaged over 20 PPR fantasy points. I think over 20, 22 PPR fantasy points. So this is a guy who you can trust to, to play despite – the situation with Julio being back, Hooper being back. I think he'll still get his. He had at least 10 targets or a touchdown in each of his last three games. So Oof. I expect Ridley to outscore uh, John Brown, despite John Brown being very reliable. He also has the better matchup. He's playing Carolina, who's 23rd against the pass, versus John Brown, who's playing Baltimore, who, you know, they have, they've got a middling pass defense. But overall, yeah, Calvin Ridley. I'll be uh, I'll be a contrarian in this one. I'm sure you guys may like John Brown more. Well, no, I'm actually I was gonna say I actually do like Calvin Ridley in this. And what I was gonna add to that is we're kind of getting on board with some of these Falcons players here. Is this the week that the Falcons get right going up against the Panthers? They just fired head coach Ron Rivera. That's always tough for a team to try to flip, get that out of their minds, and try to go and win a game. Yeah, and it's a home game for the Falcons too. So um, I don't um, I like my Falcons this week. Your Falcons, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think the Falcons will ball. Yeah, and I'm I, with you. I like Ridley better. Yeah, so. I think this is a get right Damn. game for the Falcons. I think it's a get right game for uh, Devontae Freeman. I think we're going to continue to see Calvin Ridley going out there and just playing well. The only thing that could derail the Falcons this week is Uh-oh. if Matt Ryan poops the bed. 
I mean, he is known as a chronic pooper. He has been doing that this <laughs> season. Uh, Matt Ryan has been pooping his bed, other people's beds, but I think, I think this might be the week that there's no feces in the bed. Now, my matchup for the wide receivers, Stephon Diggs versus Detroit or Tyler Lockett at the Rams. Now, these are both two guys, very similar skill sets, both game-breaking speed. Uh, They can go anywhere, outside, inside, into the slot. And, I mean, listen, when they are on, these are guys that are game-breakers. They change the passing game for their team. Uh, But the production has been down. So if you're forced to start one, who are you playing? Stephon Diggs has averaged four catches, less than seven targets per game, even with Adam Thielen being out. Last week, he had only four catches, 25 yards, the kind of silver lining in that is nine targets. Now, the same thing with Kirk Cousins. The Lions have given up over 700 yards and two touchdowns to wide receivers over the last three weeks. It has been a free-for-all. Any wide receiver that wants to go and just get a whole mess of yards, they can. On the other end, Tyler Lockett. This was kind of alarming when I saw this. Tyler Lockett, since week 10, on a per-game basis for points, is ranked as the wide receiver 103. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, how is that something that you can feel confident with in the playoffs? The playoffs is all about, like, you need to play your studs. You need to have certainty. And when a guy has been that bad over this period of time trending towards the playoffs, and then last week, zero targets, zero catches, you can't trust that guy going into your playoff matchup. Goose egg. Yeah. you, you Come on. A goose egg. Really? Wide receiver 103. Really? No, you I, you can't trust that guy. You got to go with Stephon Diggs if you're looking at this matchup. Stephon Diggs going up against the Lions. Adam Thielen likely out again. He's already downgraded to doubtful. Okay, it's Saturday. He hasn't practiced. He still has the hamstring injury. They don't want to rush him back. I think Cousins to Diggs is going to be a great connection this weekend. Boys, I think I, think I hear the Prince coming. Is it time? It is now time for Prince Pablo's proclamations. Allow me to present His Royal Highness Prince Pablo of the House Martinez, manager of waste, speaker of yups, lover of Latavius, sire of Samuels, holder of handcuffs. I now present to you Prince Pablo. Hello, everyone. Hello, sire. Welcome. You all may stand. No. uh, Okay. We'll stand. Great. So, uh, first uh, proclamation that I have for you all is uh, related to Eli Manning. Eli Manning is making a comeback this week, and he is going to throw three touchdowns. Peter Manning? No, Eli Manning. Sir Eli Manning? But that night has not been relevant for many, many wars. Yes, he's not been relevant, but he will be. And they may even... Whew, I'm going to add to my proclamation. Oh, my. They, he's going to start, and they're going to keep him there moving forward. What? This is quite the undertaking from our ruler. Yes. Uh, ah. Eli Manning. Stardom. Next, Alshon Jeffrey. 
He's going to be a top three wide receiver this week. I mentioned last week that he was going to be a league winner, and uh, it's going to continue this week. He's going to be a top three receiver. Alshon of the House Jeffrey, a man with two first names, two touchdowns, and he shall be a top three wide receiver for all who start him. Next, the Packers. The Packers! The men from the land of cheese. Those guys, the cheeseheads, they will be the top defense in fantasy this week against the Redskins. Ah, the men with the skin that is red. A little offensive. Yes, those guys. Next, we have Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara will not finish as a top 12 running back. Our prince hates this running back. You're crazy. He hates this knight. Quiet, peasant. Next, Jack Doyle. He'll be a top five tight end this week. Who? Oh, Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle does rule. And uh, Ah. I'm going to go off script here. Off the script. Some breaking news. Jack Doyle, he re-signed with Indianapolis. He signed an extension for up to $24 million. He's going to be with them until 2022. So he's a guy who you can trust. They probably don't. uh, They probably believe in him moving forward. So Jack Doyle. He's, he seems like a pretty safe play. But Prince, now that this gentleman has gained a bevy of treasures, do you believe that maybe they won't use him as much or he will care less? The, them not using him does, doesn't make sense. They paid him because they plan on using him. But will he care less? Honestly, I don't think so. I think, you know, these players, they play football because they love it. They're not, they're not these guys who are going to stop playing or stop caring because they got a, uh, they got money it, in basketball. Probably it's more like that, but I don't think that's the case for Jack Doyle. Do you believe Jack Doyle could play basketball? Yes. Irrelevant. Thank you. Prince Pablo. Are there any further proclamations you wish to give to the lovely townspeople who are still standing? Can I still sit? You, may we sit? You may now sit. Ah, thank you. Prince Pablo. Prince Pablo has finished speaking to the townspeople. All right, boys and girls, it is time for Mark Denton to give us his DFS Plays of the Week. Denton's DFS Plays of the Week. Mark, you got to give us your DFS dude. The dude. All right, first dude will be Patrick Laird. The Miami Dolphins versus the Jets. You got Chief Value, 4100 bucks. Averaging five receptions a game, and not great to mention, value. yep, as Paulo mentioned, great value. And the Dolphins don't have any running backs left. He is the guy, whether we like it or not. Um, Bombo combo. I'm gonna go with the exact same Bombo combo I went last week. I know it's tough to do that, but as a DFS player, you can't pass this matchup. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Parker together. Or Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Adams. Either one. It's just too easy to overlook. You got to play them one more time this week, back to back. Now, the, the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams going up against the Redskins, correct? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's a great matchup for them. Yeah. There's no way I can't do that again. Absolutely. And give us your DST for the week. Titans versus the Raiders. 2,600 value. Had a really good game last week. Defensive touchdown. And the Raiders have been inconsistent. 
going to tie. To say the least, the Raiders have been inconsistent. All right, boys, that is Denton's DFS strategy for Dudes. the week. So Dudes. hopefully, even if you're not in your own fantasy playoffs, you can go and make some money off of fantasy football in another way. But I think I think I hear something else coming. Guys, I think it's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. Help time. me. I need help with my lineup. Wow, that was that was that was great. Thank you, small child. All right, so we are here to answer your questions. Guys, if you ever have a question for us, you want to hear it on the show, please go ahead, respond to any of our tweets, send us a tweet, or write to us on Instagram at the FF Tank. You can always hit us with the hashtag AskTheTank. Let's get to our first one here at Mac underscore Zengaluski24 on Instagram. Asked, you said that very well. Oh, uh, yeah, I was practicing it. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, that's right, my phonetics. Uh, asks, should I flex Sony Michelle versus Kansas City, Devin Singletary versus Baltimore, or Devontae Parker slash Adams versus the Jets in a non-PPR league? That's Devontae Parker. That is Devontae Parker. So Michelle, Singletary, or Parker in a standard or non-PPR league, who do they flex this Devontae week? Parker for me. Pavante Darker. Yep. Yep, indeed. Now, Next question here comes from at Kyle underscore half 44 on Instagram. He's asking, I have Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, and Cortland Sutton. Which of these three guys? I need two to start. Who's he starting? For me, it's easy. DJ and Keenan. That's your DJ. Go DJ. And your shredder. Ooh. I'm taking DJ and Keenan as well. Yeah, I think it's kind of... So one thing that we always like to say to each other is when you get to the playoffs here... Don't move away from what got you there, okay? If you have studs, it's not time to get cute with it. If you've got studs like Keenan Allen and DJ Moore who have been great all year. Listen, Cortland Sutton's been good, but the inconsistency there, you don't know what kind of quarterback Drew Locke's going to be. Stick with your studs, okay? That would be Keenan Allen and DJ Moore in this instance. Next question comes from at KHMoore15 on Instagram. He asks, there's a two-part question here, two different positions, guys. So pay attention. Carson Wentz versus the New York Giants. Or Drew Brees versus the San Francisco 49ers? I'm going Wentz. 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 Yup. Does does the yup signify that you agree with what Mark is saying? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yup. I just want to make sure that everyone understands this because you're giving us the hard-hitting analysis. (laughs) So Aaron Jones, this is the next part of the question here, running backs, Aaron Jones versus Washington, or Creamy Creamy Hunt versus... The Cincinnati Bengals. Aaron Jones for me. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Ooh. Wow, that was that was, <laughs> that was a long hey, way to get there. I, to cream hunt. Denton nope, started with I, the Lil Wayne quotes. Uh, he inspired it. me. I liked it. This isn't going to go well because I don't have many Lil Wayne quotes <laughs> off the top of my head. This is not going to go very far, this joke. Uh, I think I got to go with Aaron Jones in this instance. Redskins just very, very bad against the run. Cincinnati Ooh. is as well. Uh, I just think... It's same rule. Studs. You start the studs. Aaron Jones. Next question comes from at S Wood underscore 44 on Twitter. They ask, I've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, or Jamison Crowder. Pick two out of these three to start in a PPR league. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to go DK and Donkey Kong. Jamison Crowder, leaving out Lockett. Wow. I agree. I agree. Tyler Lockett doesn't inspire trust in me. 
Yeah, I uh, I disagree with the two of you. I I prefer Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf. I think he's got a, obviously a much higher ceiling. He's had a bad few games, but he is there. May he should be their primary target. So I'm taking Tyler Lockett and Jameson. He's now, still wide receiver 103. He, well, for the last few weeks, yes. But. So the the my question here is though. Tyler Lockett and Jamison Crowder have both been underperforming over these last few weeks. Is it just the matchup for Jamison Crowder that that makes him more of a, a sure start in this, that he's going up against the Dolphins? Well, for me, too, I don't like playing two players or two wide receivers with the same team in my league. I don't want to play Lockett and Metcalf because if they both suck, then I'm out. Yeah, you don't want to hedge your bets. There. That'd be like going in with your running backs and playing Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison this week. Exactly. Yeah. So I like Crowder even without the whole double play, but... I like Metcalf a little bit more than Lockett this week. Uh, for me, it is the matchup. Crowder is playing the Dolphins. He should do very well. So for me, he was the easy choice. Yeah, so if, if I had to rank these three, and I'm, once again, I can't believe I'm saying this either. Um, I think I'm going to go Crowder number one simply because of the matchup. DK Metcalf number two. And Lockett, it's just... This might be the exception to the rule from playing your studs because it's just it's been so irrationally weird for for Tyler Lockett lately to have zero targets on zero catches. But I get it; he was sick. He looked healthy enough to dance in the end zone after they scored, and he's still not a big part of the offense. So it's just it, it's been a weird few weeks for Tyler Lockett. So I got to go, Jameson Crowder, DK Metcalf for you. Next question at Brett Stenman on Twitter asks us: Kirk Cousins. Oh, you know where I'm going. Kirk Cousins versus Detroit. Josh Allen versus Baltimore or Baker Mayfield versus the Bengals. Taking your shredder, going Kirky. Kirky, indeed. It's the holiday season. You got to trust your cousins. Uh, <laughs> okay. I wish we had a cricket button. <laughs> I well, wish we had a button. For we'll that. add that for next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Kirk as well. Kirk, he's best matchup. Uh, he's the guy. Yeah, I, I think, and, and this is what we told Brett, is that, you know, Josh Allen has... Every week, every week, a really nice floor just because of his rushing ability. And I think he's one of those guys that we talked about it last White week. White macadamia. White macadamia. He's been toasted as of lately and delicious. And listen, he's been one of those guys that's been kind of matchup proof. But man, the matchup is just so good for Kirk Cousins. I don't think that you can pass that up. Our next one comes from at G underscore running on Twitter. Who should I start in my flex between Marquise Brown, Golden Tate, Duke Johnson, or Calvin Ridley? Calvin. Yeah, I think this one is just, yeah, man, it, it's kind of, I mean, Duke Johnson, you can just kind of process of elimination, right? You could take him out Ow. of there. Uh, Golden Tate's coming off of the injury, and you got Eli Manning coming into the fold. Evan Ingram's Everyone's back. back. Um, you, just, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, you do know what you're going to get. I proclaimed it. What? Oh. Three touchdowns? Yes. Do you think all three go to Golden Tate? <laughs> Not quite. Do you think any no. of them go to Golden Tate? It's possible. It's possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. he's playing, so it's definitely possible that it yeah. happens. Yeah. You're technically true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, he, let's call it a uh, 70% chance Golden Tate catches a touchdown. Wow. It's like a like a weatherman out here. So then, okay, then who would you pick then out of this? You got Marquise Brown, Golden Tate, or Calvin Ridley? For me, it's definitely Calvin Ridley. Uh, Golden Tate, I don't think is as far away. So it's as... a 71% chance that Calvin Ridley gets a touchdown. No, I think Calvin Ridley is going to get more catches and just score more in general. Even with so, and this is they're they're kind of similar guys. Yeah. So even with Austin Hooper coming back, Julio Jones coming back, it's a very similar situation where all the pieces of the offense are coming back. I, I wouldn't say these guys are touchdown dependent, but they're both pretty similar. 
So what's the, what's that that factor that kind of edges one over the other for you? You, I personally trust the Falcons to do well this week uh, overall, and I think that that will trickle down to Calvin Ridley. I also trust. Don't know what. Let me not say trust. <laughs> I am sure that the Giants will score three touchdowns. So because wow. I because I proclaimed it. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he wow. proclaimed it. Um, no, I, I these think are the, both good choices. I would rather play Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think the factor for me and all that is just going to be Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I don't care how how mediocre he's been. He's still a much better quarterback than Eli Manning is. Whatever, regardless of what you proclaimed. I think that Matt Ryan is, is going to be the better guy in this. That's why the nod goes to Calvin Ridley. Um, the guy that we're leaving out of this, Marquise Brown, um, he's got Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. Uh, what's what's our reasoning for not really being too highly invested in Marquise Brown? He's a boom-bust wide receiver. These other guys have more target volume. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that would be kind of my thought with a Marquise Brown. Uh, next question comes from at Donald P58825. Basically putting his social security up there. Uh, but Donald asks, who do I start in my flex in PPR? DJ Baby Shark versus the Los Angeles Chargers. James Washington versus Arizona. Or Christian Kirk versus Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go James Washington. Ooh. The Duck likes Washington. The last two games that he's played with him, a touchdown in each game. Wow. They, they continue it. Look at you bringing the hard-hitting stats. Boom. And uh, that matchup versus Arizona. Arizona is trash on defense. That's Pablo's word. You're not allowed to say that word. I stole it. I I, uh, I welcome you to use that word. Trash. There you go. So, I mean, it, it kind of seems like, guys, are we really going to pick James Washington over DJ Chark in this? Absolutely not. Oh, Pablo, Ooh. curveball. No chance. Doug Hodges, James Washington. I'm just like, I'm just saying those names out loud and I'm cringing. Like, no, I'm not taking James Washington over DJ Chark, despite the matchup against Casey Hayward. No chance. And Christian Kirk, same thing. He's a guy who you can't trust. Both of these guys, James Washington and Christian Kirk, any given week could give you a goose egg. DJ Chark, that is not. That's he's probably their primary target. I'm not not hundred percent sure, but DJ Chark has certainly been their best receiver. So I trust him over the other guys. Yeah, I mean, you got to think here that even with James Washington getting his touchdowns, there's got to be some regression to the mean, right? It's not the Devlin Hodges and James Washington show up in Pittsburgh where it's just going to be a continuous aerial attack every single week. Um, I, I, man, as good as he's been, it's, it's, it's our rule. Trust your studs. I got to go DJ Chark. I think you know having Minshew back is going to give that Jaguars offense a new wrinkle that they haven't had in a little bit. A guy that's pretty surprisingly mobile and i think what he does is he extends plays so a big fast tall wide receiver like a dj chark that's the target that you're looking for when you're extending those plays he's the guy that breaks it loose downfield and ends up with a 40 50 yard touchdown almost every time he plays but you can't ignore the fact that the matchup versus arizona you also have to contribute juju's out and james connor's out so that gives a lot of freedom for them to throw it to Washington. Yeah, I don't think that Washington is a bad start uh, for someone who, who really needs him. But if I'm looking at this instance, Washington or Chark, how can you bench DJ Chark? Like, I'd rather die on that hill, the DJ Chark hill, and say, I played my stud and he he screwed me, as opposed to sitting there and be like, yep, I benched DJ Chark and I started James Washington. And then people are like, well, yeah, that's why you're out of the playoffs. Chark's a baller. I get that. 
the Chargers are going to have Derwin James making sure that he's not going to break free over that. I mean, yeah, you can say having a good safety back will, will make that help. But listen, DJ Chark and the Jaguars have played plenty of teams with good secondaries, good safeties, good corners. DJ Chark has still found his way to perform. Um, not, not to get too too long-winded on this, uh, just going talent over anything on this, DJ Chark is the guy that I'm picking on that. Uh, now, next question that we've got here is a two-part question from at Jacob underscore Pared on Twitter. He's asking, in a half PPR league, man, these are all guys that we have talked about. Wow. Uh, in a half PPR league, who is the better flex play? His other two starting wide receivers are Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. He's in great shape at the wide receiver position. So now for the flex, he's picking between DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, or DJ Moore. Got two DJs, but I'm going to my shredder, DJ Moore. Go DJ. That's an easy one, DJ Moore. Yep. <laughs> See what I did yep. there. Hey, did you did Pablo, you give uh, Alfredo okay to did use I the Did I get yup? permission to use the yup? Yes. Oh, all okay. day. All right, cool. I want to make sure. <laughs> really? We just gave you a, a, like a, the okay to say yup, and you said yes. <laughs> what in the world? Whoops. <laughs> Right. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the next question from Jacob is, which quarterback should I start this week? Tom Brady versus the Kansas City Chiefs, Kyler Murray versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, or Ryan Tannehill versus Oakland? Give me that tanny, baby. Ryan Tannehill. What does that mean, give me that tanny? You don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Sir Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, I think uh, – Man, he, he's just the guy that in this matchup, he's going up against the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders have been very inconsistent on defense. But then you look at these other guys, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, have been very inconsistent as quarterbacks. Their matchups are surprisingly tough. And, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, has, he's not just this week, but he's got a good playoff schedule. He's been playing great lately. It's surprising to say, but yes, over the number one pick, Kyler Murray, over the number one quarterback ever, Tom Brady, yes, we are going with Ryan bleeping Tannehill it's happening he looks awesome this year for the Titans it's pretty incredible and he gives you that added wrinkle of being able to run the ball when the play breaks down do you think yeah just kind of off script here you guys think that Ryan Tannehill is the guy for the Titans going forward for at least the next yes. year until wow. they can and get gonna, younger the Titans are gonna be disappointed because they're gonna realize he had a good season this week or sorry this year and then it's just gonna go downhill I, Dolphins have gone through this we know I I respectfully disagree. I think Ryan Tannehill. Respectfully again. I'm yes. like disrespectfully. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is uh, an above average quarterback, and he's shown that he he's certainly leaps and bounds ahead of uh, Mariota. Thank you. Ahead of Mariota. And I don't, I don't see them moving away from Tannehill after what he's shown. Well, he's locked in there. I don't think they're going to. I agree they stick with Tannehill over Mariota. But do the Titans see Tannehill's going to win them a championship in the next five years? I say no. Okay. What, whether or not the team can win a championship is one thing. And whether or not Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback for them right now is another. And I think he is. And I think he probably will be moving forward at least for the short term for the next year or two. So, I mean, is there a guy in the league that is more Titans than Ryan Tannehill? Like the Titans who are perennial seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Like Ryan Tannehill's the perfect quarterback for that. And yes, he's having success now, but this is a new quarterback in a new offense with new weapons. And this is what happens when guys go to new places. Oftentimes they will find success early. It happens with rookie quarterbacks as well. And then all of a sudden teams start to get a little film on them and they're a totally different player. 
They're able to get special blitz packages for them. They're able to cover their receivers. I think the biggest thing that's helped Ryan Tannehill has not just been the fact that he's been good, which, I mean, he, he has. Don't get me wrong. It's been Derrick Henry. He's had a real offensive weapon there that's been able to take a lot of pressure off of him. He hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. Uh, this is a guy that right now, for the first time in, in his career, is a legitimate fantasy commodity and i don't think we've ever been able to say that before for sure yeah yeah but i'm gonna go back to what you said uh, a minute ago about ryan Tannehill being in a new system new players new weapons and how teams don't have film on them yes i agree that that is a factor i mean but, so, but, just to clarify they have film obviously on ryan Tannehill, plenty yeah. of plenty of dolphins film and yeah. they have titans film from this year but there's always new wrinkles being added each week it's always something a little bit new right what i'm saying is that that is that's on the one hand, but on the other hand, you have when a player gets more and more accustomed to a certain system, he also generally should be improving. So, like, on you have arguments on either side, and I'm just I I view it more like just take it at face value. Ryan Tannehill has been great. Ryan Tannehill, I view him as a probably top five quarterback rest of season or the next two weeks, three weeks. That's so. actually what I was going to ask you here is Ryan Tannehill's got a beautiful, beautiful schedule might be a top five fantasy playoff quarterback going yeah. forward here. He's got the Oakland Raiders, Houston Texans, New Orleans. And for those of you whose seasons extend all the way into week 17, he's got the Texans again. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's playing teams that are in the bottom 10 against quarterbacks every single week for the next four weeks. Is this a guy you can just set and forget and you trust him? Yeah. I should have proclaimed it earlier. Well, I think we mentioned our pot in our <laughs> episodes before we said stream Ryan Tannehill because we knew this was going to happen yeah All right, so let me ask you guys for a little bit of advice here I'm looking at my team right now I've got Carson Wentz Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins in this league that I did make the playoffs so don't go with your non-playoff joke Matt I saw you grab the microphone and get ready to roast me all right so in this league I've got Wentz Cousins Tannehill if you had to start one out of those three because I just stacked up all the playoff quarterbacks who are you grabbing well Still this week I'm matter. playing Kirk this week you're playing Kirk. Yeah. Okay. It still doesn't matter. This is the only league we care about, and you didn't make the playoffs. Thank you. That was that was useful. <laughs> Helpful. I, I actually really like Tannehill. I think I'm going with Tannehill here. Tannehill I, over Cousins. I trust I trust him way more than Cousins. I think I think Tannehill is the safer play. Cousins can give you a really bad week out of nowhere. I disrespectfully decline. Disrespectfully? I disrespectfully <laughs> disagree as well. Disres oh yeah, I disagree. On the disrespect is everywhere. <laughs> All right. Let's just finish this up, guys. We got our last question here. Pick two of these players to start in a PPR league. DeAndre Hopkins versus Denver. Cooper Cup versus Seattle. Alshon Jeffrey versus the Giants. Or Jarvis Landry versus the Bengals. We're seeing this a lot, by the way. Before you guys jump into we're seeing this a lot. Teams that are in the playoffs, they are just stacked at positions. It's not like they made it by the skin of their teeth. They have four, five, six good receivers or running backs. and or you know, It's just it's really interesting to see that guys are going with such a tough question like this. These are all four good players. Yeah, it's that's not an easy question. But if I have to rank in order, um, I like Alshon, number one, D-Hop, number two, Jarvis, three, and Cooper Cup on my bottom four this week. All right. Uh, I, mine's a little different. I have Alshon Jeffrey as number one. Then I have Jarvis as number two over D-Hop and Cooper Cup. D-Hop will be number three and Cooper Cup last. And this is tough. Like this is not a high conviction decision because ultimately, besides D Hop, they all have great matchups. These guys should all do really well, and uh, it was it was certainly tough. But Alshon Jeffrey is just a must start. So, 
So yeah, I think that the I think that the, the thought process in this is Alshon's got a great matchup against the Giants, right? Two touchdowns last Amazing. week. Yeah, two touchdowns last week against the Dolphins. I think that continues, and I think that's what makes him kind of the easy number one out of this group. Then I think you start to you start to fight with yourself of do I start my studs or do yes. I follow the matchups? And even though DeAndre Hopkins is going up against Chris Harris and the Denver Broncos, it is still DeAndre Hopkins. We saw what he could do going up against the Patriots. Listen, he wasn't a world beater, but he was still good. And, and that's who DeAndre Hopkins is. He is a stud fantasy wide receiver, stud NFL wide receiver, just overall stud. And I think you got to have him in your lineup one way or another. You die on that hill. Now, the next guys, Jarvis Landry has been great. Uh, but, man, you never know who's going to go off for that team that week. With Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, OBJ, uh, David Njoku's now back. That kind of changes things a little bit for Jarvis, you might think, especially with some of those targets in the middle of the field. And then lastly, Cooper Cup. Man, I love Cooper Cup's talent, but I absolutely hate Jared Goff's arm. He has just been so bad this year. It's made it really hard to trust Cooper Cup. I own him, and I am forced to start him this week, and I'm not happy about it. Boys and girls, that is it for the show. If you listen this far, really, we thank you for everything. Please, Go ahead, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on whichever app you're using to listen right now. Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anything. Go there, share the show with your friends, your league mates. Depending on the podcast app that you're using, you can even give us a rating or subscribe or do both. So, for Pablo Martinez, Mark Denton, the visiting Matthew Kaufhammer, I'm Alfredo Brown, and until next time, we're out. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.